Hey, Michael, go F yourself, okay? <laughs> Welcome back to UFC Roundup. Um, you know, other than 296, obviously any football fans out there know that the Eagles absolutely crapped all over themselves last night in a game against Michael's Seattle crap Falcons crap Seahawks. <laughs> The Seahawks, um, baby. Go Hawks. 12th man was out there last night. Let's go. Come on. I, you know, normally it doesn't bother me. I've, you know, I've said that, that I follow the Eagles. I watch every game. I'm mad for like a second, but I let it go to that one. That one sat with me because I was invested. It was back and forth. Um, so congratulations to you. I, I hate your guts, uh, but I know you're a big fan. So, yeah. Go Hawks. Uh, you know. Where are you um, at, Paul? I am I am in Birmingham, Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. Uh filming a movie. I can't okay. it's not I don't think they've released anything about it yet, but obviously I'll uh inform everyone via social media as it starts to get closer to when it's going to come out. But dude, it's yeah. funny. It's like an action comedy type thing. Um and there's some cool names, some 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 cool actors that I get to to work with and it's uh it's not somebody that's a fighter i'm not playing a fighter i get to actually put out some some uh college days acting chops and hopefully oh. keep this train rolling towards getting more work and letting everyone remember i mean house cat who watches mma is going to love hearing all this I, i'm sure of it because okay. uh, you guys uh, were, yeah. you were in drama together in high school right he went he went to the same school as me okay. the guy who is behind the house cat who watches mma uh, we, we didn't go to the same time. He's much younger than me. He graduated years later, but um, same school. And yeah, obviously through that, knowing that I went to URT, he became a fan of this show, a fan of us. So, uh, but let's get right into it, man. 296, obviously prelims uh, were crazy. Then there was some craziness on the beginning of the main card. Josh Emmett and, and Bryce Mitchell opened up the main card, correct? Yeah, I'm pretty and sure. Dude, I don't quite remember. I was at my wife's um, company party, and so I watched the fights. My own yes, you did. Consuming massive amounts of beer. Uh, <laughs> I was hammered, and you know how it is when you're watching the fights. You? Yeah. You're drinking beer? And yeah, you know. Get out of town. Just guess what's in this coffee cup. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. Either way, what a knockout for Josh Hemmett. I mean, to have – he's had a tough year, had some tough fights, fights that were – He's still very competitive in, but for him to land that one shot, one kill, and then that nice line from him saying it only takes one, I was like, you know what? He's got that kind of power, man, that it doesn't matter who he fights. He's always going to have a chance. He's always yeah. going to have a legit, legit chance to beat anybody in his weight class with that much power Crazy. he's got. Crazy, man. You know, yeah. and shout out to both guys. First of all, mm -hmm. Emmett and Bryce thanked him for it. Didn't follow up with any crazy shots. It, yeah. it was obvious you didn't need the way when you go down like that, it's just you don't need any follow up shots. And Josh is a veteran through and through, a guy that's been around, uh, who's been hurt and fight. He knows that Bryce was done. And you know, thug nasty dude, mm -hmm. to to have a positive outlook on things after something like that is shocking. And he he did. He's back building his barn. He's back you know, on his property, doing his thing, thankful for the position he's got in life. It's just, it, it, it teaches you a lesson, right? That no matter what kind of hand you're dealt, that mm -hmm. you can always spin it to the positive if you if you want to and have that kind of mental mindset. So shout out to Bryce Mitchell. I hope he's okay. I hope he takes the proper time off to heal up. 
And, um, you know, I hope we can see him back healthy fighting again, but that, that, that one will change you. That knockout will change you. Those are the types of ones where you, it's how you, how you are going forward really depends on how much rest you give your brain. You know, the yeah, more, I think yeah. a year, man. I think almost. Dude, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I still, have, I tell kids all the time, you know, I got a young group of guys out here in Spokane, Brady and Ashton, and they're always wanting to mix it up and get rounds. So I'm like, hey, I'm 36, and I have a rule that's there's no contact until I sign a contract, you know? So it's like, yeah. you got to really pick and choose when you're going to choose to take damage in the gym, especially after a fight like that. You know what's crazy to think about, Paul? It's just off the top mm -hmm. of my head, thinking of the three hardest punchers that we've seen in the UFC. And this is in no order. I'm just thinking of guys and how they've reacted after landing a shot like that. Look at Josh Emmett. Look at Khalil Roundtree. Look at Mark Hunt. Three guys that are in the top 10, unarguably, for hardest punchers we've ever seen in the UFC. Look how they follow up. They just know. They hit a guy and they just, when you have that kind of power, you know when you land a good one, they just no follow-up necessary. And it's good on them yep. as well. I liked how Bryce thanked Josh for that because it is true. It's the ref's job to stop you. It's a lot yeah. of times we'll see guys think they land the shot, pull back, and have yeah, to I mean, back. Yeah, and it would not be in the wrong, right? That's his job yeah. to make sure. And, dude, the adrenaline, you know how it is, is surging yeah. so bad. You just want to make sure it's over. Even if you're like, oh, I think he's done. What if yeah. he turns around? I mean, but that was a case where, like you said, Emmett knows what gifts he has. He knows yeah. when he lands a right hand that yeah. he winds up, dips down. He's a ball of muscle. He's shorter, stockier. And he hits yeah. like a goddamn truck. Um, yeah. Another uh, craziness on the prelims, we were talking about it before uh, we came on air. Why don't you lead the dance? You talked about how there was just back and forth, epic boxing. Oh, uh, uh, Rainy Aldana back in the wing column. Carol Hosa versus Irene Aldana was, it was, the, it was the kicker versus the puncher. You just saw Carol Hosa like at will was landing any type of leg kick she wanted. She was landing to the thigh. She threw the calf kick. Just a wide variety of attacks to the lead leg of Aldana. And Aldana did not make a single effort to check any of them. And even in between rounds, her coaches weren't telling her to check the kicks. She just has such a wide, long, low stance. I think she was just trying to kind of frame down, you know, just kind of like eat the kick, squat down, land a straight punch, or just not even throw the punch. Just kind of take it on the leg. And it's like, it never seemed to affect her that much, but she still managed to get herself back into the fight, let her boxing take over. I, you know, for Aldania, she's got she's got incredible boxing skills, but it just in MMA when you have such a reach advantage over your opponents, I don't know why she holds her hands so close and so high. I'm like, you she fights have, like she's boxing a bit. Yes, she but it's so like different. Gonna be it's tight. so different. You like you you can long guard teach teach her how to use the long guard. You know, it's like either way it works for her because. When she got herself back in the fight, the back half of that fight was so exciting. They had these great exchanges, both ladies showing their toughness, their durability. I mean, we all saw the picture of them at the hospital on social media after the fight. Um, that was really cool. I feel like every time the UFC does an end-of-the-year card, there's always, like, one special fight that kind of stands out, whether it's some crazy fight of the night or some, you know, accentuating type of performance someone has. Like, it's like, remember Jim Miller versus Joe Lozon at the end-of-the-year show? Vanderlei yeah. Silva versus Chuck Liddell was on one of their end of the year shows. It's like always at the end of the year show, there's always one special fight. And, and yeah, well, I feel like that, that one was the special fight, especially when you see how lackluster the main event was. I mean, I got to, you know, I love to give my props, but this is my weight class. So I don't give a shit. The girls stole the show because Leon and Colby laid an egg. I mean, this is your chance 
to for Colby back up everything you said. The president, yeah. the, the former president is sitting ringside. I will not lose in front of President Trump. You diss on this guy's dead father. You do all this stuff. And for Leon, good on him to win. But like you just just did enough, you know, like and, and I know I, I think that Leon's a lot better than what he showed, because when I saw Colby, I did not see the same guy come out the gates like I've seen in his previous fights. I don't know if it was ring rust. I don't really like to use the term ring rust. And I'm, you know, I'm coming off a loss my last fight after taking, you know, a lot of time off with injuries and stuff. But for Colby, you, you, you laid an egg, dude. And for Leon, it's like, you're, you're not winning over your fan base right now. You know, it's like, it's, it's kind of a tricky situation, you know, but um, I, I expected a lot more. I, yeah, I, expected I, a lot more. I expected a lot more. I think that it's like, I, I don't know. I just think that the, the, the Colby didn't really try to get after it very much. And Leon was just doing just enough to win. Like, it's like not really trying to not throwing many head kicks, not looking for many kill shots, no headshot, dead stuff, just really just scoring points. It just was a point scoring match. Yeah. Yeah. It was as if they were sparring, honestly. Yeah. Um, I did not see a fight between two guys that hate each other. I did not see a fight between two guys where one guy was like, I'm going to go kill this dude for talking about my dad. I'm not saying you got to fight with emotion, but I just didn't see any guys really try to pursue any type of finishing sequence. I did not see a good shot landed with some follow-up or taking a chance to let loose with some longer combinations or just go for a little, you know, chain wrestle a little bit, get stuffed on one shot, shoot two, three, four more times, really try to really control someone like that. They're just kind of like, it was a sparring match. It looked like, yeah. like oh, I got a takedown. I'm going to kind of let you work your way back up to your feet. And now we're back in this like point scoring sparring match. Like it was put Bilal in there. Like get, get, get Bilal, get, get him out of there, get the title, you know, be frequent, well, be active. You know, I, I saw, I saw something that Aljamain Sterling said about it. Uh, and he brought up, you know, congrats to, to Leon and, and, mm -hmm. and things like that. But he said, you looked slower. You slowed down in that five round fight. Yeah. That was not a high paced fight. No, that was a very slow paced fight. And if you're slowing down, if that's what gets you fatigued in a five round fight, what is it going to be like if you do get out of that first round with somebody like Bilal, who's, who's going to be in your face or some and of these Bilal, other guys? Bilal will throw with volume. These guys didn't throw with volume. Bilal will, will start to put them together without yeah. having to think about it too much because he can lean on that cardio. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm curious to see how it shakes out because Leon already saying all that. He doesn't think that he should get the fight. Why is everyone – like, why do we all got to crap on – like, we've established that this is the number one contender. You're also saying that you want to you want to break George St. Pierre's record. But then we got uh, Islam Makhachev out there saying that he should be next for the welterweight. But, guys, stay in your freaking divisions. Reign yeah. over your division. Can we get yeah. dominant champions before you all start wanting to fight for other belts? It didn't used to be like this. The no. guys that did this in the beginning, obviously Connor's an exception. He did it. It was craziness, right? He was yeah. a superstar. Yeah. DC did it because he earned it and was a 205. Right? Amanda Nunes earned it. Now it's just like everybody and their mother wants to be able yeah. to be a double champ. And it's like, well, how about you get a whole lot of title defenses first, then you go and step up. Um, and Bilal was the backup fighter for that. And, you know, he only did that. And he, he said it on media days that he only did it to cement that he's going to get this. He's like, Colby was a backup fighter and he got the guaranteed shot. He just absolutely, but already we're, we're hearing, you know, it, Dana was asked about it 
He's blogging, and he's like, "Oh, we're not talking about that now." It's like, well, you were you were guaranteeing it earlier. Yeah. Now we're not guaranteeing like, oh, the first fight, especially after the first fight. Uh, yeah, man, that's uh, Bilal deserves it, and that's like <laughs> such an understatement. That's such a that doesn't do the statement service. You know, I think that Bilal has done more than enough stepping up to fight Burns and. I don't want to hear anybody talk about this crap about, well, if Burns had a good shoulder. It's like, you know what? It doesn't matter. It's a doesn't fight. These things happen in a fight. He it's got hurt in a fight yeah. and he, yeah, it compromised him, but that's it. That's that's the fight business. Like, that's like Gilbert, is if you kick the crap out of someone's leg and you take away their leg and it's like, well, I lost because I had a compromised leg. It's like, yeah, because I hurt it in the fight. Bilal hurt his shoulder in the fight. That's part of the fight business. Bilal is the next guy. And it's yeah. like, who else could it be? It could be Shavkat, but still, even Shavkat saying Bilal should be next. You know what I mean? So it's like, look, even the fighters, even the guys at the top of the heap in the weight class that could be fighting for the belt next are saying he should be next. Yeah. We could do a whole show on Bilal Muhammad. Bilal should be why next. he should be next for the title. But I think we got five rounds to get to. His name should be changed to Bilal. Remember that I should be next, Muhammad. <laughs> Um, i like that uh co-main event was was back and forth craziness was fun fight um yeah. warval had his moments yeah was the end there looked like maybe he can make a surge and uh you know pantos is just too damn good and he's one of those guys that when he's fatigued i remember yeah. saying this to the guys i was watching i was like oh man maybe he's gonna get him in. and he's like somebody brought up a point he's like he kind of always fights like that towards the end of the fight where it just and then he lands shots back um so, but I don't want to, I don't want to dwell too much on these. We got a good five rounds. Anything yeah. else that we missed, let's get into it. So Cody, let's just, let's just get right into five rounds here. Yeah, and, uh, what, I was see what this, see what this brings up first. Can Patty beat anyone in the top 15? Michael, I will start. Um, you take this one. I, I don't, I, I'll start with this. Of course he can, right? We, we, we know that it's MMA. Anything can happen. But if we were going to sit here and, and make bets and if I had to predict, I think there's very few. No, I, I, I really don't think so. I mean, he, he couldn't, he struggled to get a Tony out of there who looked the worst he's ever, ever looked in, in his career. Um, okay. Cody, throw, throw up a, can Cody, will you look up the 11 through 15 on, uh, in the lightweight rankings and text it to us so we can see so I can get this right? But yeah, Paul, can continue with what you're saying. No, no, that's, that's it. I really don't think so. I think that. You know, he was able to hurt Tony a little bit, but man, he, he really should have been able to, to to put him away man and not taking anything against him I, he know he knew he was going to be in for a hard one even if he won this fight right he, yeah. he said it in the media days leading up that we were going to criticize him if he didn't uh, even if he wins if he didn't go out there and maybe get him out of there so yeah. here we are criticizing him okay so here's what i'm All right, here you go michael michael okay. drew 15, 15 through 10 okay um <laughs> drew dober drew dober bobby green uh, Moicano, Benoit Saint-Denis, Rafael Dos Anjos, and yeah. Jalen Turner. Smoke another one, whoever texted that or tweeted that, because I hope that you're not saying he could, because I'm telling you now, right now at this point in time, he can't. He can't. It's just like the best, like if you were to say who's the best guy he's got a shot with, you'd just say, let's take the low-hanging fruit, we'll say the oldest guys. So you're talking Drew Dober and, and Bobby Green. Well, he ain't beating our if you're up against Drew Dober, you're going to get caught with the left hand. You're going Bobby to Green might style on you. Patty, the one thing I did see in this fight with Tony 
there, there was a point in time when I thought Tony was a big lightweight. Maybe that's because he fought it. Well he did. Look, I will agree. He looked big. He, he looked pretty big. Patty looked very big. Like he looked yeah, like looked strong, much bigger, more physical fighter. And that kind of played into the fight, the way he kind of controlled Tony on the ground, things of that sort. I think Patty will, there is a point in time where he will be able to crack the top 15, but it's not going to be when he's young. I think it'll be when he hits that prime window, 31 to 35. Um, you know, I just don't see him now. I think there's still, there's still some developing to do. Um, you know, Tony's a guy that's really, at this point in his career, we can all kind of look back and, and, and all the great things that he did, and I'm not saying this disrespectfully, Tony had a, had a different type of toughness and tenacity than 99% of fighters. That's why he had this incredible win streak is because he's always kind of gone to the beat of his own drum. It's always kind of been his camp, never really had coaches, never really been a part of a team, kind of figuring things out on his own. And while it was unconventional and fun, he had a next level type of toughness and heart and tenacity that, may, that enabled him to pull off a lot of crazy things. Yeah. Unfortunately, as you age, you can't lean on that anymore. So for Tony, I, I hope I he, he has nothing left to prove, you know, but it's his career. The entrance is always a lot easier than the exit. And you know that, Paul. I mean, it's 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 so much easier the day you walk in the gym and start this sport than it is when you're like, hey, I got to juggle when I'm going to make my exit for tony i think you should leave now and uh for patty i don't think you're cracking the top 15 today but maybe later maybe later i agree i agree yeah. man that time is not today but uh i look forward to seeing the progress right we're seeing seeing him develop and use a lot of kicks like you said looked really strong um i don't think he's going anywhere no I just don't I, right now he's still a young guy do it for vola for is right outside the rankings Favola was kind of calling him out. They, there was a little back and forth. I agree that that fight can because I think Bobby fight. needs to take a little chill time uh, after that that last knockout. But other than that, yeah, I mean, shit, that that ooh, poop. I mean, um, it's <laughs> okay, Cody. Not, you know, you know round two. Sorry, Cody. It's right before we went to round two. You got to edit out that that poop word. Who's your headline UFC Atlantic City? I'll tell Tom you right Brady. now, Paul Felder. Tom Brady, anybody. <laughs> Tom Brady, Joe Pfeiffer. There's there's a bunch of guys in Philly that could be on that card. Go main event, um, Paul Felder. It's maybe, not it's not within my window. It's not within the, my window. Maybe the feature bout. Oh yeah. Well, maybe we'll call well, it a bit. Maybe we'll get you. Hey, I'm not insinuating anything, but maybe we'll get you the Brock Lesnar treatment. You know, maybe we'll uh, see if we we'll can slide on in there anyway. in like a month early. You know. <laughs> I like uh, a Sean Brady fight, especially after the Kelvin Gastelum fight. You know, he got a he got a finish. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that's a fight that makes sense. You know, you, you if it's Atlantic City, you got to have Jim Miller in there. Jim Miller's already got a fight lined up, but I'm sure he'll jump right back in the mix on that one. No, I might think Jim's going to do that because Jim's going to want to fight at 300 too. Yeah, well, Jim Miller will take all three if it was up to him. <laughs> once a I, month. Think, I think Jim. Yeah, I mean that would be a good one, but Jim Jim deserves to be on the biggest spotlight and for sean i think it's perfect yeah. right it's close to home yeah um, he's looking he's for, either way if he's not the main event i think he's definitely going to be co-main event or somewhere featured on that because i talked to him he does it lines up nicely for him schedule wise that's that's kind of the time frame that he was thinking anyway mm -hmm. uh and pfeiffer actually has something he's made he's made event cool. against delize delize when is that one in feb i think that's february february 4th 
So he's out of the question, right? That's yeah. kind of a quick turnaround for him. And they're trying to yeah, really put the main events so. back to back main events. I think, I think I like Sean. Give it I to like him. Sean. Yeah. That. I don't know yeah. who he fights though. Who does he fight? Um, man, I mean, if he Leon wanted Harris, Ian Gary, but Ian Gary obviously came out of this last fight and got booked against later. Jeff Neal. Maybe the Luke, maybe the Luke fight gets turned around to that because they were talking about fighting each other too. That'd be a good main event, Sean and Luke. Yeah, that would be a good fight. You know, I, Gilbert Burns. Does Gilbert Burns have anything booked? He's way up Burns, there. He might not want to fight Jack Della. Burns. Ah, oh, that's Della. right. I saw that. That's a great. Burns fight. is fighting Jack Della. Ian is matched up with Jeff Neal again, which I think is poetic justice. For Jeff yeah. Neal, I think you can tell who I want to win that fight. Um, Shavkat's out there. Yeah, well, yeah, shit. well, I think Shavkat's gonna. I mean, you never he's, know. Yeah, he's fighting he top, might just, top, top, he top. just might want to stay active, and but I mean, that could be a fight that makes sense. Uh, but Shavkat's right at the top of the heap. He could just sit behind Bilal, but I don't see him being a guy that wants to sit on his lulls and wait for a title fight. I think he likes. Yeah, to Sean's kind of screwed as far as fighting up. Yeah, someone's kind of screwed as far because he's number seven right now. So, I mean, and right behind him, I think he's just got to take another fight, try to get another win and fight Luke. I think that I think that's the main event for Atlantic City. Say I mean, yeah. I think that. Yeah, I mean, that is really that's all there is out there, really. I'm a matchmaker so now. I mean, I'm unless tomorrow, unless, hey, it could be a long shot. OK, could be a Kamaru Usman. I mean, it's a yeah. long shot, but it's I mean, shot, he'll take Sean would take that fight. He would like that fight. I mean, yeah, another strong guy to just get his feet underneath him. You know, you can't at some point you got to take a fight that's outside of the top two guys in the world to kind of get your feet back under you. So, yeah, I mean, long shot, but maybe long shot, long shot. We'll leave it at that. All right. Yeah. Round three. Uh, how underrated do you believe Leon is as an overall martial artist? As Leon mentioned, he is often only looked at as an elite striker. Um, yeah, I think skill for skill, he is damn good. And he's proving yeah. that again with takedowns and, and being able to stuff a lot of takedowns, get back up to his feet. I think the only knock on Leon, and we talked about it earlier, me and Michael, is that he's got to put he's got to put his pedal, he's got to push the pedal down a little more and go let some, you know, try to get these guys out of there. You've proven that you're you're one of the sharpest strikers. You're showing that now you're also an elite grappler, especially for mixed martial arts. I mean, it's not like you're going to go win – some wrestling tournament, but for MMA, you're a damn good grappler. Um, we also saw that way back when he fought um, RDA. He had some good takedowns, right? When he fought uh, from Iceland. Oh my God, Gunnar Nelson. When he fought yeah. Gunnar Nelson, I think that surprised everyone how he was able to D him up and hurt him and and kind of just nullify any grappling. So I do think he's a bit underrated as an overall MMA fighter, but it's it's. Let's go, man. Let's push the pace. Let's let's show that cardio. And if cardio is a weakness, let's keep working on that cardio. Well, he definitely slowed down in the Colby fight, and he didn't even get a vintage Colby pace. You know, um, I think Leon is not underrated skill wise. I think if anybody underrates his skills, then they don't know what the hell they're talking about when it comes to mixed martial arts. Because there's not a person I've talked to that says he lacks in the skill department. But on the flip side of that, sometimes the people that are the most skilled go for it the least it's true when there's a guy when 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 a guy is uh, has maybe deficits in his skill they're more prone to put themselves yeah in, got, you have to put yourselves in harm's way sometimes to get a finish when you're like leon you know the perfect head kick ko like 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 you had against kamaru they're definitely counter strikes but if you know it sometimes you have to just kind of be 
not try to be so skilled and just take a chance because really yeah. skilled guys will be really reserved instead of putting themselves out there throwing a longer combination to try to pierce the guard and get a knockout shot is something i don't see within like leon's repertoire of something he would do in a fight unless he landed a good counter strike and hurt you i don't see him really trying to force an opportunity or trying to make an opportunity to create a finish you know so i think that it's one of those things where he's almost too skilled sometimes he, when mm -hmm. someone's too skilled they don't go for it enough they just try to be perfect kind of like yeah. what george used to do look at what george how george used to fight george used to sell a lot of pay-per-views when i say george i say gsp and my wife's probably peeking her head around the corner because that's like, wait where, who's where's george yeah i say george and she's like where where is he i mean <laughs> george and i are gonna have to sort it out someday <laughs> uh, but uh, just I just remember George when he was it, and I'm comparing Leon to George St. Pierre's, and it's so this yeah. is not this is complimentary, but also just kind of addressing my opinion. Like George was so perfect as a fighter, skill wise, that you just never really saw him go for it. He never really had to. And for no. Leon, he's kind of putting himself in that same category. So go for it a little more. Take a few more chances. Um, yeah, not, fans not, will love you for it, and so will the pay per view buys. You know, it's like you're the champ now, dude. You get the you get the points, dude. You gotta either be create. You either gotta be a little more charismatic on the mic, or you gotta start finishing guys. Word, I agree. I agree. All right, round four. What a set of beautiful teeth on Royville. What's the worst way you've ruined your teeth? When I was chugging a 40, my buddy bumped into my arm while pogo, well, on a pogo stick to chip my tooth. <laughs> well, I have a great story about how my teeth got messed up. I used to have, I had braces and I had retainers. And for people that have had braces and retainers, you know, when you don't put your retainers in for a while, your teeth feel loose. And I ran into my cousin at a kegger and I was like 19 and we decided we would do a lot of backyard back boxing growing up. It's like any party you went to, if we didn't have boxing gloves, we had hockey gloves, but there was always backyard boxing. And so me and my cousin got into it and I hadn't worn my retainers in probably like three weeks. Um, and he hit me so hard with a right hook on this side. Boom. Just cracked me in my teeth. That's how I, my bottom tooth is like back. <laughs> like had a shift. So I have like an underbite on this side. This tooth is out of whack. And like, he just mushed my teeth, like dropped me to a knee, like one shot, hit a knee. The massive amount of Pilsners I drank probably played into it a little bit. So, you know, but yeah, that's how I ended yeah. up grill getting this one. I've been pretty, pretty lucky with not smashing my teeth or knocking any teeth out or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, I used to, I used to dip a lot and I was worried that that was going to ruin my teeth back in the day, but uh, I'm missing a molar in the back, but that's just from having bad teeth and being an a-hole, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. really no, no, like missing front teeth or anything like that. So sorry to teeth. question. I've had my lips split open though. Sparring Anthony Pettis. Uh, oh, I almost had a Robbie Lawler. Hit me with a spinning back fist and it caught me with like the cuff of the glove. Split my whole lip down. Um, I wore a thin mouthpiece when I fought Pettis. I lost my good sparring mouthpiece and I wore a thin grappling mouthpiece and that right hand that dropped me, I thought I was going to lose my front tooth. So Anthony did it to both of us for like three days. I couldn't even like breathe on it. It was like... Uh, and Anthony, Anthony just won a, a freaking karate combat fight against Ben Henderson, man. He's a cool cat. I always enjoy running into Anthony. He's just like... He's if you knock my front tooth out, I'd probably be a little bitter, you know. Yeah, so I have like yeah. a gold. I get the gold. 
know. he's he is the man and he's doing really well um post ufc career fighting all over the place boxing karate combat running his own promotion pretty uh, sure his going rate is like 700 grand so he's making a lot of money maybe he's, he's probably doing great he's yeah. doing awesome great uh, beat roy jones jr yeah, he beat roy jones you know, I don't care who Roy Jones could be 87 years old and you step in there and fight him. Uh, I'd be nervous regardless. So for sure. shout out, shout out Anthony Pettis. Yeah. All right. Is this round? Is this round five coming up? It's, it's not house cat. It's Jose. It's Hans, people. Jose. Top, Top five suits to look out for in 2024. Well, uh, hey, Cal, can, what's what was the name of that soup you made that was really good? My wife just made Supa Toscana, which was like potatoes. What was it? Potatoes, sausage. Oh, yeah. Potatoes, sausage. We you know, had like cream. You know, she's got dairy allergies. So we Dude, keep talking about soups. I got a sandwich outside of the door. I'm going to go grab that. What? No. He's got a sandwich. <laughs> Paul's like, F soups. I only I eat sandwiches. Sandwich. Ever since we started the show, the dude was texting me. He's like, I need your pin. I'm like, just leave it outside of the door. <laughs> what kind um, of sandwich is it? Let's see it. It's it's a, unfortunately, I think it's a bit on the healthier side. Oh, come on, dude. Oh, I'm filming, man. I gotta keep that actor body now, you know. What's your weight right now? Oh, I'm so skinny right now. I'm lean as shit right now. Um oh, sorry, Cody, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, this is good though, man. This is like a fight camp sandwich, you know what I mean? We got some turkey avocado there's like a dressing on there disappointed on this weird roll <laughs> i'm sure it tastes good but i'm disappointed but for jose soup i don't have a top five but it's the supa toscana that my wife made was like it was one of those ones where like you get a lot of leftovers with soup it's hard to finish i burned through the whole thing it was so good the potatoes the sausage it was we have like olive oil and parmesan we brought from back home from italy with us oh. So, you know, got a little bit of that. Hey, forget about it. This is good potato salad, Michael. Potato salad? Good little potato go. salad. Okay. Look at you. Um, so, here's the thing, everyone. You're fine. I know it's the end of 2023, but it is also the end of the Roundup connection with the man. Okay, we're leaving the man, which is the UFC, and we're branching yeah. out on our own. And we're gonna do this guerrilla warfare style. Me and my <laughs> out on the YouTube's all by ourselves. Um, so yeah, officially we won't be on the UFC's um, YouTube page anymore. We'll be kind of independent, doing our own thing. So keep a lookout on our social medias to keep this show going. Um, it'll probably be a little different, a little mo bit more. Uh, yeah, wow. we can get outside the box a little more, you know. I feel so confined uh, in these little four spaces I'm in. I got yes. to just yeah. spread my well, wings. I mean, we're thankful for the opportunity. It's been a long time. I mean, when we first got this offer, honestly, I, I didn't think it was going to even go as long yeah. as it has. Just two knuckleheads like ourselves mm -hmm. talking about fights. It's been great, and we're going to keep it going. So just keep a lookout, and it'll be a little bit more Wild West version. <laughs> we won't be editing out any F-bombs or S-bombs. Oh, let them fly, dude. Hell yeah. Sure. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, never worked on this show. Cody, thank you. Mike Ricci, uh, Morgan, Ricci, Morgan, Zach Candido. Zach sent a nice one. text to us today. You know, you yeah. know, I blame the merger with WWE, but maybe we'll dive it's into the weeds. Maybe we'll dive into the weeds on our Who first. Who would want to cancel us? 
Yeah, but the plan is, guys, like we want to continue this, not have a gap in between. We don't want you to, guys, our viewers, our, our small little group of loyal viewers. We're going to keep this alive for you guys, and hopefully we can grow this thing bigger. Take it to the man. Steve's will try to buy us back, turn them down. They'll have to write us a few offers, you know. You're going to need a bigger paycheck. I'm I'll you still, that. Don't, and I'll still squeeze my hits in the broadcast. I'll still be like, hey, don't forget, catch Roundup with me and Paul Felder. <laughs> and to end things, we forgot to mention two people that are very important to the UFC room. Shout yeah. out to oh. Conor McGregor and shout oh, out to Charles boy. Oliveira. Our okay? boys. Yeah. Shout out to our boys. Hey, everybody, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate. Make sure you spend it with loved ones. And uh, looking forward to 2024. Go Hawks. Oh, no. Go Birds. <laughs>